Okay, guys, I'm very excited because I'm a fan of sci-fi, time-traveling type shows, and my guest today, Kevin Calvert, plays Blaze on the absolutely bonkers, hilarious Hulu show, Future Man. In addition, he played Superman in the pilot of Supergirl. He's a recurring character on Tyler Perry's Haves and the Have-Nots. So up, up, and away, hallelujah. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it juice? Now it's Kevin Caliber on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> my uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. That's the most ridiculous intro I've ever heard. Juice! <laughs> so, Kevin, welcome to the studio. Thanks for coming in. We're having fun already. Blaze. Blaze. Such a fun character on Future Man. What was the audition process like for that? The audition for Future Man was pretty fun. It was one of those ones I had been following the show. It was one of those projects that was in development for a year and a half. And I'm a huge Seth Rogen fan, so I follow everything that he does. And I remembered seeing it just up on IMDb, a project in development. So I checked it out, was really for it. They, they, They shot the pilot, and then it was just like most things. It sits there a while before it gets picked up. And then the the audition comes through for it a year later, and I was like, this sounds familiar. So I looked it up, and I know that their style of comedy. It was uh, Seth Rogen has several teams that he works with, and this was the team that did Sausage Party and This Is The End and amongst other things. Mm-hmm. So I knew that style, and I absolutely am a huge fan. So I kind of had an idea of what I was going to do going into it. And it's a funny thing that I haven't remember I dressed a little differently because you got to go for the character a little bit. Right. And Blaze is a he's a he's a little eccentric, a little douchey. And at one point, as I'm walking through Sony Studios, I caught a glimpse of myself, a reflection of myself in a window. And it was one of those deals where I kind of wanted to punch myself. I was like, <laughs> so then you're like, Ugh. nailed it. Yeah, totally nailed it. Yeah, never wear my hair like that. It was like those clothes that like very charactery clothes. And then I get into the audition, and everybody looks like they're straight off the beach. It's just. Nine dudes in there, they're all this the same type of look. And I it's not quite the look that I am, but I'm like, oh well, you know, well, you never know. And then one of those auditions that you go in, I felt great about it. I was really prepared for it. I felt great about it. And then after I did it, they kind of looked at me, they're like, Okay, yeah, we like that. Like you're good to go. One take. I was like, wow. okay, didn't think one much take of Jake. it. There it is, right there. All right. And then uh then the next day I would I get that call and uh couldn't be happier. And it started off, it was supposed to be just a day player. It was supposed to be yeah. a one and done. And immediately got on set and met the met the two main main creatives, uh Ariel and Kyle, and they we, we all started vibing. We're all like the same age, same interests, same type of stuff. And we're laughing at the same things because they're very improv based, too. So we're sitting there. We're coming up with things. It's not like I wasn't improvising my own lines, but we're we're BSing on, on the sides and everything. And they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. And the next thing you know, you start seeing the changes within right. the script. And and I felt like I was a part of the process then. And I'm lucky enough that they wanted to bring me back and then bring me back again and then bring me back again. So, and So for those that don't know, if you haven't watched uh, Future Man, first of all, shame on you. It's one of the most hilarious shows on TV right now. Totally bonkers. Uh, love it's, it. it's, it's great. If you're into that kind of comedy, I mean, you're going to love it. And... 
Uh, I did not know Josh Hutcherson would play a part like that. He's amazing. Uh, everyone else too. Uh, Derek. Oh, Der- Derek. Derek is unreal. Most of, most of my scenes are with Derek, who of course plays Wolf, and could not have a better scene mate. He's just as good as they get. He's super cool on and off set. Just amazing person. So anyway, yeah, and like I started saying, and I, I lost my train of thought. To give context, they go back in time, and you're a character that's back in the '80s, correct? Yeah, I'm Wolf, Wolf's buddy in the '80s. He he hits the '80s, and and it's just. The 80s were good. They were good for a lot of reasons. Right. And, and I would say your character, you know, if I had to say his friends that he hung out with, he might hang out with the guys from Top Gun, right? Absolutely. You might have been playing like beach volleyball with with Goose and <laughs> just everything 80s. It's a it's an amazing show. It's not a direct parody of ever of anything, but no. they 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 infiltrate everything into it. So me myself personally, we did we did Top Gun, we did Cocktail, we did Spuds McKenzie, we That's did right. we did the Thunderdome, uh, OJ, because uh, you know we I, my character goes through the 90s, so so the whole OJ saga, and it's just a lot of things like that. It's just anything pop cultural references. If you're anybody that was around then, you're you're gonna get it, and it's just gonna make you laugh because it literally holds no bars, pokes fun at everything. And if you're a fan of the singer Corey Hart, you're going to be uh, very happy. Oh, yeah, oh, Corey Hart. <laughs> Not to give anything away, but, I mean, that's just a little, just a little taste right there. <laughs> uh, so season three comes back later this month. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, I don't know what to expect because from one to two, you can't have two. The, those seasons were so different from each other, and I was so happy that they did that. You know, there are shows where you like you kind of rinse and repeat. Same, season one, formulaic. Same thing. Second, this one, not at all. And I love that about the show. Yeah, and you can tell that they're trying to have fun with it because they're doing it with the – because these guys are the ones that make movies. And what's cool about filmmaking nowadays is that with, like, your Netflix and your Hulu and your 8 to 12 episodes, you do these story arcs that you're treating a full season almost like a movie. So it's not just the same thing or a different different every episode is different, but it's an entire story arc essentially with a vibe and feel for it. So it's almost like doing the trilogy. They they that's what they wanted to do from the very beginning. They were gonna follow a little bit more of the Back to the Future model of season or you know season or Back to the Future Part One being in the past, Part Two being more in the future, Part Three they're thinking about going way way back. But with this one they get a little. They, they get to have fun with it, and they knew that it was going to wrap up. That was their design plan all along. It wasn't to be to make 10 seasons. They knew that. They're, 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 they're filmmakers. That's what they want to do, and this has taken up all their time. So do the trilogy. Don't hold back. Just put it all out there. They think it's funny. I mean, they literally did not hold back. There's nothing that I th- – no point do you think, wow, they, they really missed an opportunity there. Nope. They go for it uh, 150%, Absolutely. which I know is not really a thing. There's only 100%. <laughs> but if there was 150%, Future Man was there. That's right. <laughs> and maybe you get the extra 50% because you're in the future. Maybe there's more percentages Ooh, in the future. Think about that. Mind blown. <laughs> well, like I said, season one I loved. Season two I thought was genius. So I can't wait to see what happens in season three. And I'm also a little sad that I think that's the last season, correct? Yeah, it sure is. I got They brought me in. I'm just going to be in the finale for this one because – Well, if there's one episode you want to be in, it's the I, finale. Oh, abs- absolutely. I'm on the second to last page. I could nice. not be happier. It was this uh, – spoiler alert, but there was this kind of bittersweet moment whenever we filmed – filmed a scene with me and Derek, and then after we cut, we still had more to film because, of course, we don't film in order. 
and we we film this scene and then we go off and we're we're waiting waiting on the sides to get approval that that we could move on to the next scene and then somebody came over and they go that's the last time that wolf is going to be on screen and wow. we realized that that is his last moment yeah. and and no, no, doesn't matter what project you're on whenever you invest years of your time you 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 feel it and you know it and and it was funny because as they all made a big deal in my head i'm like hey this is also the last time that blaze is going to be shown it's not about you blaze it is not about blaze <laughs> at all it is about wolf wolf is the star of the show i can't wait to see what that that guy's on to bigger bigger and better things i could not be happier couldn't happen to a better guy i know he's got a part in the new uh, the new harley quinn movie and he's just uh He's uh, the quintessential cool guy. Well, I'll say this. Um, it may not all be about Blaze, but I have, you know, I have friends that I've talked to about the show, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I know the guy that plays Blaze, and they freak out. Like, people love awesome. Blaze, man. Blaze is a fun character, too. So, you know, you take uh, all the stuff you get, and that's it's just amazing. I think it's all about Blaze. I there should be a new show called Blaze. I think I think Blaze and Wolf, if they could have had their, I want to find out what they did during those late eighties. We got we got that like a... really long montage, but yeah. like I want I want to see that in a season, right? Or, you know, a, a spinoff of some sort, like a kind of almost like a half remake of Tango and Cash oh. with Blaze and Wolf. You know, with all the remakes that are going around nowadays, I've been asked the question, "What would I want to be?" And I think it's Tango and Cash. Is honestly, yeah, like of all the because I'm an eighty action movie diehard like I just absolutely love it that's what I want to be that is my dream is to be an 80s style action movie star and just to be part of it even if I'm the bad guy in this one the number three in this one tango and the tango and cash reboot it would be that that's that's the dream right there and uh yeah I think wolf and blaze going in and uh tango and cash style I think that that's I think you're onto something nice so since you mentioned you're a fan of 80s action movies um, what would be some of your favorite ones? And uh, are there things that you take from those movies that you think that, that help you in your acting or that you use? Well, Arnold is my is my number one. Uh, he's my he's my ride or die. Mm -hmm. And and with that, it was growing up with between the Terminator, Predator and Commando were, were for me the trifecta. And then Running Man was uh, was the might be my one of my favorite movies of all time like i, I joked around that it is my favorite because i because i don't want to say the cliche ones like shawshank redemption which of course is uh may also yeah. be my favorite but why can't i have multiple <laughs> favorites i think it's fun to have a more unique favorite and also there's favorites in like different moods that you have there's favorites in different genres i don't think you can really compare genres Ab know? absolutely I love when Harry met Sally. It's a great romantic yeah, comedy, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to compare it to The Running Man. Oh yeah, like how like, can you? Yeah, yeah. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies of all time, yeah. but it's like, yeah, I'm not going to line up Groundhog Day next to Inglorious Bastards and be like, what movie's better? <laughs> so it's a it's a tough comparison, but uh, right. I'll still I'll still make the argument for Groundhog Day. I think nice. I think that was Apex Bill Murray right there. Wow. Well, before we get too much further, uh, we did have a wonderful breakfast at Jinkies. Jinkies in Sherman Oaks, and uh, it's it's a kind of a staple in LA. There's several Jinkies everywhere in the knows valley. The place. <laughs> in the valley, right? I had uh, the chili jumble, which was like uh, I got the, with the uh, Boston turkey chili. It's a little spicy. Uh, red onions had some cheddar cheese, uh, potatoes, and some scrambled eggs, and a little sour cream and tomato. Green onions, that kind of avocado, a lot of stuff in there. Oh yeah, uh, but it all was kind of mixed together in a delightful little mixture. It was uh, kind of, if I'm looking for like a hearty breakfast, I, I could do a lot worse than that. I have breakfast plus chili in there. 
you know? That's right. <laughs> what did you have? Uh, I had the green and white omelet. Now, I am a fitness guy, so I am the dork that goes into places and orders everything with vegetables and whatnot. So green is in lots of green vegetables, and white is in egg whites. So add that together, you get a beautiful veggie egg white delicious thing called the green and white omelet. I would recommend it to any other meathead out there that is looking for a good solid breakfast. Nice. I... And like you, I also, when I go to a breakfast place, look at the fitness menu. (laughs) Sometimes, you know what, though? I'll say this. If you can find a good uh, thing that's healthy, I mean, there's nothing better than that because you have breakfast and and you feel good afterwards. I eat a lot of things that are kind of heavy, and sometimes you're a little weight down after. But if you can get both where it's hearty, delicious, and, you know, healthy – that's I it. think that's what you want. That's uh, that's like my that my how I walk through my day. I walk through my day looking for something that's nutritious and delicious. It's yeah. uh, it's a uh, it's a weird crossover that doesn't always happen. And I eat a lot of weird stuff, and I convince myself that it tastes good. Nice. <laughs> well, I'll say, uh, Jenkies has a huge menu. If you can't find something you like at Jenkies, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, so, I, had, I had a tough time. Picking that, yeah. and I and I only picked that because that was the waitress's recommendation. Whenever right. she said that, I was like, okay, I guess uh, that that decides it. There was about four different items on there yep. that I could have yep. gone with. Uh, I think it's a cool little fun place. It looks like a kind of an old school diner vibe. I like to talk about: is it a place where I would uh, uh, get creative? Maybe do some writing there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was big enough and quiet enough that yeah. I think uh, I think in the right time of day, I'm pretty sure that. That it would get busy and probably have a quick high mm-hmm. turnover early during breakfast time, but I think it was open till three, so probably that might be a good afternoon chill because we're. Yeah, I think if you get towards closing time there, that might be a good time to go in there and get some writing done, maybe have a meeting. It's not your typical place where you would go like I'm going to have a meeting with somebody, but it's pretty central. Right? Located yeah, there's there's and... nine Starbucks within a mile of there <laughs> right, that uh, you right. would probably go to before, but. Hey, I I would take the the green and white omelet over anything that Starbucks has to offer. Uh, and for my for my money, one of the coolest names, Jinkies. You know, I don't even know what that means. If that's a person's <laughs> name, didn't somebody used to say that in Scooby Doo? I I, like, I don't know. We always used to use the term Jinky as kind of crappy. It was yeah. like like crappily put together. It's like oh that that thing over there's pretty Jinky. I don't think it's gonna last. That's that's Jinky. It's gonna fall that's interesting. apart. Interesting. Is that like a is that like a St. Louis thing? I, I'm not sure if it is. It was just one of those those terms and lingo that I knew growing up. And, yeah, I'll, I'll still use it. Something's jinky. Because one of the female characters on Scooby-Doo used to, when something would happen, she would go, jinky. And I maybe it means uh, the same thing to you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but just putting that together. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't mean crap. Anyway, <laughs> cool name for a place to eat. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for going there with me. Uh, we had a fun time, and I actually had a pretty good meal there. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so, another show that you're you're kind of known for uh the haves and the have-nots which is a tyler perry show i recently worked uh, on a tyler perry show the oval which getting great ratings oh yeah haves and the have-nots number on... one new drama congratulations yeah, on that and tyler perry i mean tell me about this guy uh he's 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 so huge right now. He's he's such a machine, and it, it's amazing because he actually just had his fiftieth birthday a couple months back. He's only fifty. Only fifty, isn't that amazing? That that so ever since his fiftieth birthday, right after that, it went. It, he had like the best week that uh, that somebody could possibly have that works in our business. It went from a star going down on the Hollywood Walk of Fame 
to his big studio opening, which we've been working out of the studio for years, but it's finally done complete. And they had the big grand thing with all the A-list celebrities coming out. And then that week he was also on the cover of People magazine. Yeah. So you want to talk about the best, just it's it's amazing that somebody like that, like starting from sleeping in his car, working as a playwright, just doing everything he can to follow the dream. And then to just have the opportunity to not only not only bring himself up to that level, but he has elevated an entire community with them and everybody that that's a part for the ride. We all, we all enjoy it. We're all forever indebted and grateful to it because he's just such a cool dude that, you know, it's like intimidating. You have no idea what you're going to get into. Cause he's huge too. He's like six, four or something. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, a big guy. He's a big guy. So you see him and, and you're a big guy and he probably towers. Over oh you. yeah. Yeah. He makes me look small for real. And, and so it's one of those things that you're like, Oh my God, he's so famous and he's this and he's this and he's Medea and he's, got all this and then you meet him and he's just just a regular dude and he wants to be seen as that he's you get so many people that we get to work with that are in name only whether they're a producer or writer that you never see him but you were on set with him he runs it he is there from he from the beginning till the end writer producer director he literally lines up the shot he may as well be the dp he may as well he's probably doing the editing too because he's just he controls it and it's an amazing thing and it's and the and and the work rate that it goes out at is just amazing the fact that you have five shows on television at one time and still be making movies and and still makes time for all of his charities for his family it's uh it really is commendable it's the heart heart is hardest working man in business i would say in hollywood but he does most of his work out of atlanta so hardest working guy in show business that's crazy that you mentioned he's got five shows on right now i can't if i have more than one audition in a day i feel like <laughs> <laughs> i come a little lost he has five shows and he is he is in charge i mean full on in all charge. capital letters yes. in charge yes and the most efficient set i've ever been on uh great food on set by the way it was oh, delicious yeah. i wouldn't expect any less being in in the south in atlanta Known for the food there. Of course, yeah. It was it was the thing where they, they bring out crates of Chick-fil-A at that, at that 5 o'clock, you know, whenever, uh, just for the snacks and things like that. And, yeah, they, they definitely treat you very well there. Impressive studio. I mean, he bought most of Fort McPherson, which was a former Army base. And just said, "This is my studio." He's um, building it. Yeah, they yeah. they don't they don't go out on location. They do everything right there. If they need something, they will build it because in his mind. It's you build it and we will use it. We'll use it again and again, and we're not wasting anything out here in L.A. Uh, not to knock in the way that any productions do it out here, but out here we'll go out to location and shoot a scene or two. But it's a, requires a company move. You get very little done. You're lucky if you shoot a couple pages a day. We're out there. They're literally shooting between ten and twenty times the amount that we shoot here, depending on the day. And yeah, it's just unbelievable that it could even come out like that still have the number one show on this network the number one show in this time slot the number one new drama it's it's he's got his fans and boy does he ever feed them right well you know one thing you and i are both have both done plenty of is play security guards on camera (laughs) we're talking about this a little bit but (laughs) i gotta say our experiences as security guards are probably vastly different I'd imagine so. Yeah, you know we're we're, we're yeah we are typecasted. I mean, you fall under the same type. So uh, I think it's the I think in, they, in one way we fall the same. That's but a, I imagine your security guards are the guy that's like you know uh, when when the bank robbery gets thwarted, 
you're the security guard. <laughs> when they get absolutely run over, it's me. Right. If I'm the security guard, that bank's getting robbed. Yeah. And, uh, and the haves and the have-nots, it's funny because, yeah, I'm the private security guard. But every woman, like, makes comments. Every woman and some of the men also make comments about about me as it is. And I just got to kind of, like, roll my eyes and walk walk away. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on, you're going to give Leo a love story or what? You keep teasing it. Like, get, get you know me what? involved come more. Come on. Leo deserves love. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's doing a good job. Throw him he's a bone. there all the time. He's willing to take a bullet for you. <laughs> Oh, man. One thing uh, I find interesting about you, uh, and I think it's just so cool that, that you've uh, got to play Superman. Yeah, yeah. I got to, got to do it in a couple different capacities. The first one And was... honestly, you look a little bit like Superman. I mean, I, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, you look yeah. like a... T- you know, I mean, if I was going to cast Superman, I'd look at you and be like, yeah, he's he's in the running. Yeah, very cool. It's uh, it's it's funny how, how those things work because... I almost didn't really think about it before until all of a sudden you're there. And I didn't even know what I was auditioning for the first time I auditioned for Superman. They said Superman type. And go figure, Superman type. And I remember getting there and every other guy was wearing the, the tight blue shirt and looking like they were poured into it. And I had three auditions that day, so I was wearing like a gray shirt. I was like... I, oh, I didn't know that I had to dress just like Superman and and get there and meet the meet the producers and go through the go through the whole thing and then they come over they're like, hey, can you go to costuming right now? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I could go to costume right now. I guess I'll miss my second audition. So we were on the on the Warner Brothers studio lot and I went straight to casting and they started doing it and it never really totally clicked until geez, I don't even know when man. it was. Like whenever I like looked down at my costuming sheet and it had Superman written on it, and they were because I knew it was I, I knew it was for the show Supergirl. Whenever I went to go to the bathroom and there was like a Supergirl logo in it, yeah. And, it was, and then I was like, oh, is this oh Supergirl? Yeah, it makes sense that they would have that show. Interesting. And then the coolest thing about that was I think it was my third day on set, and they bring me to the hair and makeup trailer. And I'm sitting there getting my makeup done, and I'm sitting right in between Dean Kane and Helen Slater, who Helen, of course, was wow. Supergirl from the '80s movie, sure. and then Dean Kane, of obviously, you know, Superman from Lois and Clark. So mm-hmm. the fact it was one of those moments, like moments of realization, sitting in between the two of them, just like oh, that was my uh, geek out moment. That's I, I that would make me geek out too. Yeah, and I don't even look like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I look like what I who would be like the some kind of evil genius. Uh, well, I won't say I'm not, a, not an made, evil you made, genius you made guy. Something in the I would, lab. I would be like the dumb uh, thug guy. That's who they cast me as. That <laughs> gets carried off by like one finger by Superman. <laughs> like, right, you're you, not even worthy of two of my fingers. Right, you have a name like Oofer. Fud. Fud. <laughs> and they literally drop me. And they they show the word Fud. On the, that's why they call you that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. that's where it came from. Makes sense. Oh man! So uh, we both lived in the Midwest. I lived. Uh, you you grew up in St. Louis, correct? Correct. Yeah, St. Louis and uh, the the surrounding towns of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything about St. Louis that you think innately influenced uh, how you act? Or your your acting style, or anything like that? Well, I think it kind of gave it that 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 feeling of realism. Of course, as an actor, we draw things from our own experiences. So the fact that I did grow up in the suburbs and I also grew up in a small town for a few years, uh, about an hour outside of St. Louis, 
and just the the getting married young, just the the the, the Midwest way, I guess you could say. That's one of the reasons why I joined the military. It's just things like that, having the regular job. I did the regular job for a couple of years, and there's just something about that that gives you so much to draw on. I couldn't imagine being a being a being a kid that grew up in Hollywood and doesn't know any different. And and there really is something to that that it, it gives you a lot to to draw from for sure. Interesting. Uh, up next, we have a segment. It's kind of a newer segment on the show called Breakfast Quick Bites. Ooh. And uh, uh, earlier this week on social media, I put up a couple questions, and I said, hey, how do you think Kevin Caliber, our guest, is going to answer them? And so, people, if you answered this week, you right now get to find out if you have the same opinion as Kevin Caliber. So, our Breakfast Quick Bite. Number one, you're on a show about time travel. If you could time travel, would you go back in time to meet your younger self? Or would you go forward in time and meet your older self? I would have to go forward in time. I would love to see only for the reasons of seeing, see if I could change some of the, uh, see, see how it turns out. Make sure that I don't uh, miss any opportunities. I, it would be easy to say I would go back to my past and say, hey, don't smoke cigarettes or hey, don't don't do this or don't do that. But at the same time, I think that all those is what made me who I am. I, I mean, I am who I am because of my mistakes. I, I had to join the military because I didn't like high school and I put in a half-ass effort. Otherwise, I probably would have went to college. Mm-hmm. And if I would have went to college, I probably would not have like I say, join the military. I, I probably wouldn't be an actor because one of the one of the reasons why I was an actor is because I I was eccentric at times. And maybe I maybe I would have went went back and told myself to take more acting classes or to take don't like stop putting down the guitar. I always wanted to play guitar and I picked it up and put it down four different times in my life and I still can't play but seven power chords. And it's a damn shame because I was a <laughs> I was a professional musician for a minute. I still can't play the guitar. But if I could go forward, it would just be, uh, I think it would just be a, be a thing. Like, uh, I think I would just ask myself, like, are you proud of how things turned out? Mm-hmm. Whereas to go back and talk to like eight year old version of me, I think that would scare the hell out of eight year old version of me. Like, why is this large man yelling at me and shaking <laughs> me and, and telling me not to eat so many donuts? <laughs> That's great. I accept that answer. Uh, breakfast, breakfast, quick bite number two this week. Better Superman TV show. Since you played Superman in a show, I think you're a good person to judge this. Better Superman TV show, Lois and Clark or Smallville? Ooh, that is a good question. I'm glad you did not throw in the old school Adventures of Superman with George Reeves because that's the one that I grew up on watching black and white with Nick at night. But since you are asking for the modern age, I'm going to have to go with Lois and Clark. For the reasons that Dean Kane just his his charisma that he brought to that role was amazing, and boy was Terry Hatcher beautiful. Not yeah. that she isn't anymore, but holy smokes, Lois! I could see why Clark did all the dumb stuff that he did for Lois because <laughs> I would have done it too. <laughs> Good answer. I like Lois and Clark also because Dean Kane to me was a. You know, Superman's typically very, very white looking, and Dean Cain have a little more ethnic look to him. Absolutely. And so I was kind of like, oh, I can kind of. This is the first time I kind of see myself in Superman, right? Me as absolutely. A- and they and they've kind of followed that a little bit with the gentleman that's playing it now and um, Supergirl. I'm drawing yeah. drawing a blank on his name, but uh, but he uh he 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 does the same thing. He's not just your right. basic whitewash guy. Cool. 
Well, I accept that answer. Also, guys, I hope you, uh, oh. uh, you know, either agreed or disagreed. Well, you did one or the other. You either agreed or <laughs> didn't agree with Kevin Calvert. Maybe they went one and one. Maybe they did both. Yeah, maybe you went one and one. Interesting. It's always good, to, interesting to find out the perspective when we uh, put you in the, the quick bite breakfast hot seat. <laughs> Is there something about Kevin Caliber that people don't know that you would like them to know or you think they should know? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, I did talk earlier, or I mentioned it briefly about how was, I was a musician and it's kind of funny how I, I played music for many years. That was, of course, all actors want to be rock stars. All rock stars want to be actors. All That's all, a fact. All athletes want to be musicians. I mean, that's just how it is. So so as I went down the line, it was the first one was trying to be an athlete, but unfortunately I suffered uh, a really major knee injury whenever I was younger and had three major knee surgeries as a teenager. So so that so the athletic career was out. And then I went on to the music musician thing, but I was actually uh, for for such a clean cut, you know, milk white boy that I am. I was actually in a new metal band, screaming and jumping around like a like like a wild beast, you know. Nice. That's what I did during my during my early twenties, and that was the original goal was to rock it out like that. And uh, I still got it in me, still got my bass guitar, and uh, and I will never say never that the music career is over because I definitely plan on doing more with that. Interesting. In the future, there's going to be a, a movie called The Kevin Caliber Story. Who's going to play Kevin Caliber in that movie? Oh, another good question. Got to tell you, the kid that uh, that I think is really growing up into being something special is uh, the new Spider-Man is uh, Tom Holland. Tom he's just, Holland is he's fabulous. So good. It's mm-hmm. it's almost not fair how 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 good he is. Now I could have went the other way and said uh, if I was to go older, I think I would go John Bernthal. But because he's he's too. he's what he's one of my acting mm-hmm. acting idols for okay. for what he does and what he brings to the table. I just I just love love how he how he does it and how he works. I had the opportunity to watch him work before, and he is definitely one one of my idols. But but Tom Holland, that kid is just so cute, and boy, he takes off his shirt and he's chiseled for a fifteen <laughs> year old or twenty five. I don't know how old he is, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. So you pick two guys. You got Shane from The Walking Dead. And you got Spider-Man. I mean, come on. The Punisher at, and Spider-Man. That's right. Oh, and the Punisher. <laughs> Correct. Great answers. If you'd like to get more Breakfast content, such as bonus episodes, show promos, TV and film appearances, and other public events, as well as pictures of Kevin Caliber and I having Breakfast at Jinkies, there are several places you can go. You can go to the Breakfast page on Instagram, at Breakfast Podcast. You can go to my personal Instagram and Twitter accounts, at Scoops Pope. You can also go to my actor page on Facebook. The show itself is available on Everywhere now that you that you that you want to look at that you want to listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, through my website, brentpope.com. And thank you so much for your support. This show's constantly growing. We're always trying to get it in more states and more countries. So please, if you enjoy the show, leave us reviews, give us likes, share it around. It's all very, very appreciated. Kevin Caliber, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? All right, you can follow me, Kevin Caliber, all the way across the board, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's Kevin Caliber LA. Up next for me, I had just dropped a series. It's a it's an original series I played the lead from. They also produced. It's called Job Guys. You will find that on Amazon. I just shot out a feature film called 16 bits where i play wax waster you could also find wax waster on instagram he's my new favorite character it's one that hopefully i get to play with from years to come he's uh he's my 
WWE alter ego, bigger than life personality. Love doing it. So please, 16 bits. It's going to come out later on this year, being 2020. 2020, hopefully, going to be a big, big good year for us. And of course, the new season of Having the Have Nots is going to be on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And Future Man will be dropping on Hulu. Nice. And you just mentioned we're in 2020 now. How crazy is How that? How crazy is that? That is amazing. You were talking earlier about the Roaring Twenties. Roaring Twenties. Let's the bring it back. Yeah. I mean, what would that look like now? I don't know. Oh, that's it. I want to go to the bar and I want to drink martinis and I want the girls to be dressed like flappers and us all guys in suits with top hats. I Looking say, very I say dapper. we go yes. very dapper. <laughs> I say we go all the way back to the twenties, live the twenties like they were meant to be lived and just rinse, repeat. <laughs> oh yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, my workout video series, Six Weeks of the Work, is also available up on Beachbody.com. Great Beachbody. for anybody fitness-related. Right. Jump on it. Fit, uh, Beachbody, number one at-home fitness company in the world. Great people. If you're looking to sweat at home, might as well do it with me in your living room. So look that up. Six Weeks of the Work. You're going to love it. You know what I predicted? My future. I need to get back working out. I'm going to watch these videos. There you go. With watch him. Please watch him. Nice. <laughs> well, I'll watch him and also try to exercise. That's it. I'll yeah. do this to the best of my abilities. <laughs> so fun, Kevin Calvert. Thank you for coming in. And with that, guys, that will put another amazing episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. <laughs>